All right, let's rock another podcast. Welcome to Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. So today we have Monica Gold. She is the founder of Find Your Fierce, a dance and fitness company that aims to build confidence and inspire via dance. Monica provides a really great angle to balancing the energy required for you, your business, and the people around you. She literally is the definition of passion and awesome energy. You'll hear that through the whole conversation. So I'm really excited to share this with all of you. Before we dive in, if you are enjoying these conversations, please give us a little star action wherever you're listening. And lastly, this podcast would not be possible without the support of Keo, which is our mental fitness app. All of these incredible guests end up in-app to help guide you through your daily reflection. Just search KYO in the Apple App Store and get your reflection started. So thank you again for tuning in and have the absolute best day yet. My name is Monica Gold. Um, I, who am I? Who am I in terms of my career? Who am I in terms of person? Who am I? Person. Okay. Which normally leads into career. Yeah. That's why I asked this question. Ah, yeah. you were waiting to see what I was about to introduce myself yeah. as. Um, I am a uh, fiery and energetic person who yes, is um, very excited by prospect of of bringing other people joy and positive energy and dance vibes of the best kind love it love yeah. it all right so let's that gives me some good context so thank you yeah. um let's let's back up a little bit <laughs> how did this all start what what is your kind of day-to-day to day or like what what is your work we'll get into that Okay, so we'll link the two. you actually made it, it's when someone puts you on the spot like that and you're not allowed to use your career as, as uh, an intro, it, it becomes more difficult, but yeah. it's good. Okay, so uh, I run a dance and fitness company called Find Your Fierce. Yeah. Uh, the goal of the company is to motivate, inspire, and empower women and men who choose to come out to the classes sure. um, or to watch the content uh, in any capacity. And uh, yeah, to, to really uh, inspire them to do more of what they love in life and to follow their passions and to not be afraid and to face their fears and find their fears. So how did that all start? Because, um, forgive for me for being naive, but when, like I wouldn't link all of that to dance, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there fall into that same kind of boat. So how did it all begin and like where did that emotion come from that's linked to this amazing these amazing dances and all that choreography right it's unique yeah um i i think that maybe maybe i'm the naive one for not realizing that other people don't see dance that way because to me that is inherent and built into it it is part of what it is it's it's a way to show emotion it's a way to feel it's a way to release um anything that you do to kind of allow yourself to 
to have that release in life, that's what dance is for me. Sure. I, I mean, I always joked around, I would say, you know, dance is my boyfriend. It, it's literally like, I love it so much, um, with just this like unconditional love. Cause it's, it's there for you no matter what okay. it's allows you to express yourself in the good times and the bad times. It's, it's just really a way to communicate when you don't really want to talk. I love that. Love yeah. that. So how did it start? How did Find Your Fear start? Yeah. Okay. So probably in university, I would say, is the the, the very, very initial beginnings of Find Your Fears. Um, I started teaching there after never really seeing myself as a choreographer or a teacher. Like, I was always the dancer. I didn't, I wasn't really interested in that part of it. But one of my friends, I had expressed that there was a slight interest in like, ooh, maybe there's something. Okay. Um, and a friend of mine was like, yeah, why not? Go for it. Like, you're always dancing. And I've taught them dances before, but for fun, not in a more formal setting. And, uh, and what really happened is the summer before my final year of university, I had gone to a dance class in Toronto and it was a heels class. Okay. So you danced in heels and it was very, you know, Beyonce, very JLo, very concerty, very Shit. powerful female, you know, even though the class yeah. actually was taught by a guy. Oh really? Yeah. Which was the in greatest part. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Amazing. It was great. Okay. It was great. Um, but I fell in love with it. Okay. And then I went back to school and I was like, oh man, I wish I had this class at school. Yeah. So I wrote a post on Facebook and I was like, hey, would anybody be interested if I started a class at Laurier? Um, and there was just a really, really overwhelmingly positive response. Ended up you know, approaching the athletic complex and we made it happen and it became like one of their biggest classes, which is crazy because um, it's still going on today. So oh, awesome. it's really cool. And they've expanded the roster of heels-based classes to have different levels and they've integrated other things like chair dance and other just okay. things that really, I think that a lot of females look to um, as a safe space and a place where they can own their their feminine energy. Sure. Good. What were you studying? I was, uh, I majored in communications and accidentally minored in psychology. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And how do you think any of that has played into what you're doing right now? Whether you realized it or not? Um, it's possible. Um, okay. I definitely think that the things that I learned in school perhaps helped and enhanced what I'm doing. Okay. Um, but, but to say that there's some kind of direct, direct correlation, I don't, sure. I think, I think it was more the fact that I was taking equivalent number of classes in dance as I was in school classes. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, it was essentially just filled up my schedule. Any, any extra time I had in the evenings, I took any class that would fit into my schedule, was on two competitive teams and then was teaching three classes by the end of school. So it's amazing. Yeah. It was, it was fun. So what was the pivot point? Because at this point, at least from what I'm gathering, like you're still in your program, mm -hmm. you're still at school, yeah. you're teaching classes. Yeah. Uh, now you're doing this full time. Yes. And so in between now and then, like, how did you actually get to the point where I'm doing this? Like, this is, this is uh, it. It's 
long, drawn-out process. Okay. Because when I was in school, uh, I never, I never saw dance as a career path. Interesting. Saw it as a hobby. Again, like I never, I even when I was pre-choreographing. Again, even when I was just dancing, I never like it was always a hobby for me. It was always my release. It was always like something that I went to, but I never saw it as a viable career option. Um, and I guess I had started teaching at school. It wasn't called Find Your Fierce yet at the time, but I started using that slogan a little bit at the end of uh, some of my videos. And then when I came to Toronto, I didn't know much about the dance community here, but quickly got introduced to it and fell in love with it. And um, and it definitely wasn't, again, like it wasn't a straight Okay, yeah. like I'm just gonna go and do this. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do after school, and I was in a program that was supposed to be a year and a half. I ended up, I was there for six months, and at the same time, I was super involved in the dance community. Okay. And I was physically in my classes, but mentally, I was dancing. I had one headphone in. I was practicing things under my desk. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't so good for the school thing. And, um, and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here. So, so I was like, okay, I just need, I need to go and dance. I need to figure out what this is. And so I did that for a little while, like a couple months probably like four or five months, something like that. And then I had one of those panic attack moments again, being like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, you're trying to figure it out in your early twenties, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a job. And I went and I got a job in, uh, like an office environment. And, uh, it sounds funny now. I love how you call it an office environment. (laughs) An office environment, like the, the traditional, career type of thing and I was doing social media for a bit of time and then I moved over onto the buying side and it was it was a really good experience like I don't I had and I had nothing to complain about I had a great I was working with great people and I was learning a lot um but I found myself in the exact same position again and I was like I am physically here but mentally like I just I was planning things and doing videos and you know that all the teaching stuff had started um about about a year after I had graduated I I started teaching my drop my drop-in classes okay and that's when I started really calling them find your fears okay so that's sort of like how did you feel during I mean, the time when you were in school, like really thinking about dance. Yeah. And then, then you moved into the, the job, which I imagine helped because, I mean, you have a fairly large social media following as well. I'm assuming some of those skills kind of crossed over. But, like, how did you feel personally during that time? Because imagine it's got to be a little bit conflicting. Oh, totally. Okay. Every day of, I think it's that point in your life that no one really tells you about or at least I didn't know was coming well thank you for sharing it (laughs) yeah no but really and I mean now we're more I don't know you have access to podcasts and videos and YouTube and and people I think talk about it a little bit more but I don't know I felt like when I was going through it I was like nobody prepared me for this whatever this was that this was coming you know I just 
unless you're one of the lucky people who know right off the bat from a younger age what you want to do, yeah. your early 20s are rough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> mid-20s, I'm still figuring it out. Sure. But <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I'm, you're learning every day. And I, I mean, it's amazing. It's part of the journey. But I, I understand it's, it's really difficult at yeah. those points when you're like, these are all the things that I think I should do and I'm told I am supposed to do and the, the milestones I'm supposed to hit and yet nothing's feeling right. Okay. It, nothing doesn't, it doesn't fit yet and I don't know why and, and it's not until I go and I quit my job that I feel that sense of relief okay. in pursuing what I want to do. Granted, I was lucky enough to actually... I really did know at that point okay. what I wanted to do, probably because I was sitting on it for so long. Yeah. Were there <laughs> any, um, thank you for sharing that. Were there any practices or like in terms of reflection, when you decided to make that, that final decision, like that's it, I'm enough with, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, like how did, how did that go down? Were you like at your house? Were you just thinking? Were you just go exercise? Like where, where was the decision made? I really think it's a buildup and, okay. and I, I think that there's a lot of people that want to f- say that there's like this aha moment, Sure. but really it's just a buildup of over time yeah. you thinking about it and trying to figure out what the alternatives are and going back and forth. It's just this major, major game of back and forth. And I've seen it with a bunch of my friends too, who have found themselves in a similar position of, but when's the right time? Like when is the right time to make the big move? Yeah. Um, so it, it it was a buildup, but I think that I was in this place where I was just going back and forth for so long and New Year's was coming up and I think I was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and that was around the first time that I like had started I had held my first round of workshops and people actually signed up for them and so that was definitely slightly encouraging Um, and there was just a moment where you're like you realize that this is what you're supposed to do and you can't you can't stand the idea of going to work another day for something that's not really what you want to be doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you because I, I mean, so there was some sort of a moment cause I, cause I only asked that, I mean, I went through it as well. I mean, there was, we were doing, you know, Keo kind of on the side yeah. as I was working another job and eventually just got to the point asking myself, like, what's the worst that could happen? It yeah. doesn't work. I can always come back or do yeah. a similar job, right? Yeah. Like that was kind of my tipping point. And it sounds like for you is approaching New Year's. It's been kind of years at this point of conf- conflict. I, I don't want to say conflict because that's a negative word, but just kind of going back and forth, yeah, right? The it's idea. a tug of war. Yeah. One thing I'm noticing, uh, which I noticed the first time we actually met, and it's it's, it's coming through now again, it's just... You have this energy and this this amazing positive attitude towards just towards you. I'm just wondering, like, where have you always been like that? Where where do you think that's come from? I'm generally a glass half full type of person. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think that I'm inherently looking for the good and the positive, and I usually 
listen to sometimes to a fault, giving people the benefit of the doubt and you learn as you go. But like, why am I going to spend my time being upset or sad or not excited about things? There's so much to be excited about in life. Sure. You know what I mean? I agree. We live but in this amazing... we're surrounded by the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but n- I don't believe that either. I think okay. that I think that it exists. Sure. But I think that um, you surround your you choose what you surround yourself with, Absolutely. and if you choose to surround yourself with negative people, that's going to obviously bring you down. Yeah. So why would you make that choice? Yeah. No, what I mean is just like, yeah. you know, we're. I've said this a few times on this societal podcast. Societal things. Yeah, societal <laughs> things, politics, news, like yeah. even the English language. Someone had told me at one point that something like 50 or 60% of the words in are English negative. are negative. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? So the only reason I bring that up is just because you, you almost have to consciously, like for you it's natural, and, and, and I find myself like that as well, but it, you almost have to consciously try to bring in those positive aspects. Like we were chatting about morning routines earlier, right? Yeah. And like for me, that's that's how I get my day started so that I'm immediately f- fueled with positive things. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's why I asked. But it's beautiful the, the way you, you look at the world. Yeah. And you well, can feel it. I think that I was very lucky to, to, have, um, to have parents that view the world in that same way also. Okay. Kind of the anything is possible... Um, that, that's always sort of been their mindset and same with my grandparents before that, despite like traditional and listen, them definitely preferring the more traditional career path, (laughs) but, um, but learning to, to, to support, um, when, when you see that there's obvious passion and and love for something. Absolutely. So cool. Um, we'll talk a little bit about business or the business, let's call it, versus the creative aspect, the classes, the choreography, Mm -hmm. all of that, and and how how you manage that personally. Learning every day. Um, Asking a lot of questions. Surrounding yourself with people who know a hell of a lot more than you. Honestly, it's taking it day by day and one step at a time. It's Sure. It's scary. Yeah, because no, sure. you kind of you know you have this passion and you can sort of handle this one aspect and you're like okay this I got I can give people sort of what they're looking for and bring them those positive vibes and energy but then you're like oh but then I have to charge them something what do I charge them yeah. what's like a decent rate how do I find that out looking at other people who are doing similar things how do I um how do I use um, like Mind Body, the app? Like, how do yeah. I get my classes to people? How do I market? How do I? There's so many different facets yeah. that that you have to learn when you jump into it. Yeah. And listen, it's always a learning process, and I'm still learning so much. Sure. Um, but it's it's like you just have to be open to learning. I think. Yeah. More than anything else, because. Yeah. Otherwise, if you close your eyes to it, I mean, there are so many things that I was doing at the beginning, um, and I'm still making changes now to realize that certain decisions have to be made in order to grow the business as opposed to just, like, have it exist. Sure, sure. Well, but but even, like, the 
things I want to talk about. Like I personally relate to like the accounting and like legal and all yep. these things, right? Like scary. Yeah. AF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah. it has to be done and it is yeah. so important. But you nailed that. I think you just need to be open. Yeah. And find like find a people. way to be deposited. Yeah. yeah find yeah. people and yeah. way to be just like don't turn those tasks into these chores or negative aspects because yeah. it'll just drag you down every time, right? Hundred percent. Cool. Yeah. How do you find people, Monica? That's that's uh, a popular question that comes up these days. I find. How do you find people to? Well, just like I don't know if you're talking about advisors or mentors or yeah. Um, on my side, I can just just speak with you know, especially when you're starting out, it's hard to get to the people that the let's say. You know, you really idolize. That would be amazing for yeah. guidance. And there's little hacks around that. But I'm just curious from you personally. Well, <laughs> small plug for another event that I yeah, am very involved it. with. But uh, I, I am a co-producer among three other women of an event called City Moguls. Yes. And that is a an annual charity fashion show. But rather than have models walk the runway we actually have entrepreneurs and influencers walk the runway so that has definitely been one way to become exposed to people who are building things of their own Mm -hmm. um and in a variety of different industries and everyone just comes with a wealth of knowledge honestly i think it's also about just getting past the small talk a lot of the time with literally everybody because there are people out there that you could run into in a room that you could have the surface level level conversation with but if you start asking legit questions then you will learn something from everyone yeah from everyone and they will give you advice that will probably surprise you more than you know yeah it's funny you mentioned we we were chatting so first that event you know I as you know I I went to one of the I guess it would be a pre-event to that right yeah that was actually our very first spin-off so we had an event called talk the walk which is a spin-off of city moguls where we have our moguls come or some of our advisory board um come in and 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 do a little Q&A yeah which was awesome I I, anyone listening in Toronto I highly highly recommend to attend it was it was a really good experience yeah so what one of the moguls was Aaron that was sitting up on that panel and, and he actually said the exact same thing that you just mentioned That's in terms so funny. of yeah I mean I think it's key right like don't don't put someone in a in a in a bubble or or, or make a perception of what about someone and like really like you said yeah. get past that surface talk and how do you have the best conversations with your cab driver yeah all the time exactly <laughs> if, yeah if you, if you energy, talk to them exactly <laughs> exactly that's amazing. <laughs> it's true. Best life advice. <laughs> so, Monica, just because uh, I, I, I do want to dive into some of your, your mental fitness and, mm-hmm. and physical practices. Before that, though, on the business side, mm-hmm. like where, where are you heading? And mentally, how are you preparing yourself to get there? So... Um, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna buckle down. All right, here's here's the business plan. <laughs> so, um, honestly, the hardest the hardest thing for me is to let go. Okay. And and my the only way for find your fears to grow and to scale and to reach more people and to affect more people um, 
is for me to let go. And I think that that is probably the hardest thing to do because up until now, it's like you're kind of a one-man show. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have people who have been on my team who have volunteered their time, um, but now I've, like, started to bring people on legitimately. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, um, and... But it's, it's hard when you're starting out because it's like, wh- what can I provide? But th- there's always something. Yeah. There's always, you can barter. Like, barter system is a real thing, and you can do it, and you sure. can use it, and you can provide value to people in exchange for energy. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult. And I think that the biggest thing for me is going to be to let go, to hire people, to teach um, and represent the Find Your Fierce name and trust that they're going to do that in the best way possible um to train people to have the same kind of outlook and energy and bring that to their classes um but that's the only way to grow the business like there's no there's no other option if i god forbid fall down the stairs tomorrow you know what i mean like i don't want find your fears to end Mm -hmm. i would like find your fears to outlive me you know what i mean um yeah so how do you even start because i think that's a great I'm really happy you brought that up because I feel like a lot of people, and myself included, are in that position. So any practical advice on how to even start like prioritizing? Because like you said, you're pretty much doing everything, which I think is a good thing at the beginning, right? Because then you know. You know, yes. Right? But then like, how do you, is it, you know, some of the dances? Is it like the accounting? Like what, you know, how do you do it? So... So I think that it's important to have, I think it's important to have your eyes on everything and to know everything that's going on. But I think it's also realizing where your strong suits are and where you're lacking. So luckily now there's so many, um, there's so many options in terms of apps and things that even can help you out with accounting, like a QuickBooks and things like that. Um, but for me, the most important thing right now, because I want to be better at the business portion, because I feel, um, I feel the creative portion is definitely my strong suit, and I'll always like I'll always have a strong foot there. I think that right now at this point in time, it's important for me to learn and understand more about the business aspect of things in order for it to grow and to allow people to come on board okay. for the creative for the teaching part, um, because because they can and because they should mm-hmm. and because that's the only way that it will grow. Okay. Um, so yeah, I need to, I need to focus a little bit more now. I need to reallocate my energy instead of teaching all the classes. I should teach half the classes and I should reallocate that energy to focusing on the analytics of things and growing things in that realm. Sure. Amazing. Thank you. All right. Let's, so let's shift. Um, I hesitate to say we're going to put the business aside and just talk about you because business is you. (laughs) So let's be serious. Um, But I do want to talk about you. Um, We can talk too. I mean, you just came back from a weekend with the girls, bachelorette party, which um, there was one post that resonated with me. Like you're out there trying to, you know. (laughs) I'm scared to know which one you're about to say. No, 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 no. no. It's it's nothing like uh, off-rated or something, but it's, 
you made mention of something about, you know, you're being out there with the girls, just relaxing, but like yeah. you're thinking of work oh, or yeah. like you're planning something, right? Yeah. Which for any entrepreneur listening, I mean, that's just, I, kind of, I think that's just what it is, right? Totally. And it fuels us, right? Totally. Which, which, is, which is great. But your time, like the me time, the Monica time. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Even though yeah, I, I guarantee you're doing some of it, it might not be as much as you want, but like what, what does that time look like? Or what are you prioritizing in your life so that you can, you know, be able to give and provide that energy level that everyone in your team needs? Yeah. Go for it. So um, I guess it just comes down to realizing what is important to you and what you need in order to balance your life. Um, not saying I have good balance, but I'm saying that I'm trying. Sure. Um, that's, that's honest, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, important to me, family. So I usually dedicate, um, my Friday nights. I typically, unless I'm performing or something, um, I see my family. Okay. So we have dinner every Friday. Um, it's, important for me to be able to take in knowledge so that's through podcasts or through uh youtube videos or through reading um typically i'll do audiobooks because i can multitask so i'll be like laundrying and listening um i i know that that might be cheating and not you know what i mean because like you're technically it's kind of for the business but i consider that me time yeah absolutely um sometimes even I think that sometimes me time ends up being intertwined into things that you're doing, like mm-hmm. driving and thinking. That that thinking, obviously, sometimes it goes to business, but sometimes it goes to, you know, other thoughts, friends that you have to, yeah, you know, keep up with, and it's it's important to maintain those relationships as well. Um, but you nailed it. It's. It's integration. It's yeah. integration, but it's the fact, okay, you are driving, you're, you may be thinking about work, you may be thinking about personal, but you're taking the time or putting the space out there to think. Yeah. And, and that's something we really try to get across with the work that we're doing and not use the word like journaling because it's, it's what you just described is that. It's reflection. Yeah. Right? Without the writing. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and it's totally fine, right? I mean, it's it's reflecting, it's... It's coming out of the craziness of the autopilot that we're normally on totally. and thinking, right? Totally. 100%. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, not at all. That's, it's true, though. Whether it, if I'm not, if not listening to something while I'm doing laundry, but it's like cleaning, driving, showering, like sure. those are your, that's your time. Yeah. Or mornings, you sure. know, like if I can get in a good workout, which is for me, and not necessarily like dance related. It's more just yeah. that's yeah, How do you for separate me. that? That's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, technically, so I started doing uh, yoga originally because I felt that I wasn't stretching enough because, mm. listen, what I do is physically draining, but it's, it's very cardio intensive and it doesn't have, you need the muscle in order to do it, but yeah. I felt like I wasn't getting enough of that stretch and strength. So I started doing yoga classes. Um, uh, recently someone got me into like, even just doing like 10 minutes on the treadmill, like of getting that heart rate up and then doing some, mm-hmm. some kind of strength training. Um, and it's made 
just such a different, even when I was, the girls wanted to kill me. When we were in the Bahamas, I would wake up at like six or 7 a.m. and I would still go to the gym because I knew we were spending the day on the beach and I knew I was gonna get crazy antsy otherwise. Yeah. So I okay. would get up, go to the gym, have a wicked awesome workout, get a little bit of work done before everyone got up. And then, and then I was good to go for the day because I felt like I didn't do nothing. Yeah, yeah um, we're the same person. But, but <laughs> which is so funny because that's not who I used to be. Okay. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. What, what changed or what happened that you came to that realization? I, 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 like I went through a couple major shifts throughout my life. Okay. Um, I shouldn't say major because mine are minor compared to some other people. But, but for me, yeah. they were. Exactly. Um, in terms of even like opening my eyes in terms of thinking and what's possible and becoming more curious. Like I felt like I went through a phase of my earlier life where I was kind of just like, okay, like walking through on autopilot. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened, but there's something like when I was in university that I just started becoming more curious and realizing how much I don't know and how much is possible. And maybe the internet like played a part in like realizing all that and being exposed to different things and hearing and reading and talking to people and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I would say like this past year, probably after I quit my job, cause, cause at the job you're kind of like, okay, well I have to get up at, yeah at certain time to be at the office by 8.30, to do this, by to leave by 5.30, to da 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 No one's telling you what to do now. And yeah. that, I think, becomes one of the hardest parts because technically, no one's technically telling you you have to do anything. And I'm, by nature, a night owl. Okay. And so it's only been in the past little while. Granted, I sh- I, I'm, still, I'm still a night owl. Okay. That's my preference. But I've shifted to morning because I realize how productive an early start to your day can be. Yeah. So there are days where I'm still up till like the wee hours of the morn if I'm doing like some editing because somehow editing just happens way better at night. Okay. Um, but but then I'll, I'll usually still get up at a pretty early hour, like way earlier than I normally would have. So okay. it's that self yeah. That self-push that you got to have. Yeah. I mean, the mornings, like we were talking about earlier, it's just for me, they're just so critical. Like if I, even, even if I choose to sleep in a little bit more, if I'm not yeah. feeling well or something like that, you feel like, it. I just, yeah, I feel yeah. it. And because I feel like it's the one time and probably argue, you know, late hours at night too. It, these are the times that you can actually control Yeah. for the most part, right? Like when you get into the nine to six or nine to nine, whatever, like, I feel like good luck, right? Like who knows what's going to come up? I wish, I wish that I could just have like two little pockets of sleep throughout the day instead of like, if I had, if I had my choice, too much happens during the day. Oh, a hundred percent. It would be like from two to four and from two to four. Okay. (laughs) Literally from two to four and from two to four. Okay. Those would be, if I could just have those, oh man. Yeah, yeah. I would support that. We, we need to figure out how we can that. Because it's like coffee that. hour at, you know, like between two and four, you yeah. know you're reaching for some caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, any, so I think you touched a little bit on this, but I'm just thinking in general, you talked about it this weekend, but 
like any non-negotiables in your life in terms of, again, these either physical or mental practices that you know um, after five days, if you don't do X, there's issues. Move. Move. Just whether it's dance, whether it's exercise, whether it's yoga, whether it's, oh yeah, like gotta do something. I will be so antsy. I will not be able to focus. I, yeah. Energy exertion. Sure. 100%. Love it. Yeah. What, has there been anything in the last like three or six months that like a new behavior or idea, maybe, maybe this is what you're talking about, but that has come up in your life or that you've shifted that you find really valuable you could share with everyone? Hmm. I definitely think the, the morning thing is fairly new. Okay. Um, in terms of like exactly the hour that I've been getting up. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any, if there's any other habits that have sort of arisen in the last three to six months. Oh, it's okay. very specific. I don't know. Um, I think honestly, a couple of just things that, that I've touched on, which are really just yeah. asking questions and, and if you're shy to ask a question, look it up Okay. and then go ask it. Love it. I, I prefer to learn from someone in person personally. Sure. Um, but you can get a baseline just so that you're not feeling very, um, naive and vulnerable before asking someone. So you have just like that little bit of, Oh yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Okay. So good segue. Um, I want to wrap in or, or jump into questions mm-hmm. as you know, with, with Keo, um, just and everyone listening, by the time this releases, Monica does have a find your fierce pack in Keo. So I do. Ask me if I remember. I, well, we can all revisit it together. <laughs> uh, but there's some really, some really great prompts in there. Um, but now I want to ask you for three questions for you personally that, circulate in your life either on a frequent basis or during big life-changing events that you could leave with us Ooh, three questions that I ask myself yeah just again like it doesn't have to be you sit down at a table with a candle and start writing about them it could be in the car you know just questions that come up often enough for you that keep you feeling kind of clear and focused and oh I don't know if they keep me focus but they they keep me thinking sure I'm leading the witness here so I shouldn't do that yeah um it's funny I just said the question in my head and then I said that's a bad question because it it um the question that I was about to say was am I doing things right but I don't necessarily believe that there's a right way to do things okay um so I think it's am I doing things to the best of my ability in the most productive way um, in a way that's most beneficial to what I'm trying to build it's a lengthy sentence yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean I like the core of it just am I doing things in the best way am I doing yes yes am I doing things in the best way that they can be done yeah yes and then I would probably say I would probably then go to, so that one kind of stems out of productivity, and yeah. my next one would probably be, um, would probably be re- revolving around values. Okay. So, am I 
the way that I am doing things, the way that I'm running things, the way that I'm training new people who are coming on board, are all my values the same as they were when I first began? Great question. Because I think that you, your business has a heart, and, and I think that it's important to keep that heartbeat constant. I love that. Third one? I don't know. <laughs> Third one I got to think doesn't, about. It doesn't have to be so deep. I know. They're all super deep. <laughs> yeah, this, these are great. Um, a third question that I ask myself, what's next? Love it. <laughs> That's great. All right, I'll take you off the hot seat here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but funny. I love that. Yeah. Look what came out of that. Yeah. What's next? It's powerful. Yeah. Um, if you think about either today or yesterday, what made you smile? Oh, I'm a smiley person. Are you okay? <laughs> it's, it's infectious, actually. Yeah. Um, listen, there are... I feel like I could say dance. Dance is obviously the answer. Um, music. Music makes me smile. There are people in my life that make me smile, definitely, for sure. Um, I mean, I could, I could answer so many things to that. Learning makes me smile, like, literally... But the, really, music, music is a big one because that then infuses and transfers into dance. Sure. I was on the subway the other day and I was listening to music. I was definitely smiling out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> smiling out loud. I love it. For sure. And, uh, and it was just like, sometimes you can't help it. You can't care if there's people around. And music just makes you feel. Perfect way to end. I just want to thank you, Monica, and acknowledge you for your amazing energy and your gift and for you pushing through all the highs and lows of this world we call entrepreneurship um, to bring your passion to people all over the place and, and spread that energy and joy. So thank you. Thank you for everything that you do and for bringing this up to people. And, you know, I think that a lot of people are probably learning from what you, what you put out. <laughs>